What's up, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're watching it on YouTube, you're listening to it on your favorite podcast platform. If this is your first time tuning in and listening to my voice, I am honored to have you here. This is going to be the podcast whenever you want to learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You want to learn more about training, different types of variations of training, just the best route you can take to dominate your goals for your body and health. You want to get inspired by other guest speakers. This is going to be the podcast for you, and I'm so happy to have you here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you take about a minute or two to write a five-star review for this show, for this podcast, it really does mean the world to me, and it helps a lot of people around the world who are looking for a podcast to help them on their journey. You're going to help them find this podcast just that much faster. And you might be thinking, yo, how does that even work? Well, check it out. Whenever you go to Amazon and you're looking at stuff to buy, you check out the reviews, right? Same thing with people across the world. They're going to look at podcasts, and they're going to check the reviews and see what you guys and girls are saying about it, what the audience is talking about, and they want to see if this is going to be a good fit for them. So take a minute or two and it truly does mean the world to us and it helps us get feedback from you all so that we can make this podcast just that much better. And as you already know, since, since day one, we've created amazing partnerships with great companies. Our most recent one, Flex Pro Mills, an amazing meal prepping service that you can seriously go to their website, pick some meals that you like, and you add them to your car. You freaking buy them, and they're there at your front door within like two days, three days, or later that week. And then you just throw it in the microwave. There's no cooking. There's no dishes. There's no buying the meal. There's no portion sizing. There's no scaling it. There's none of that crap. It's just there and done for you already. On the cover, it has the macro, all the nutrition facts that you need to see if this is going to be be a good fit for your goals and the numbers that you need to hit every single day. And we can save you 20% off your first purchase by using promo code TRAINHARD at your checkout. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing guest speaker today, a third time returning one. You know, lately we've had a lot of third time returning guest speakers. We also have another one coming to Houston too, but check it out. Today's episode is going to be amazing, truly incredible, and I cannot wait for y'all to tune in. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Shannon Montgomery. But then I was also scared that I was going to just let it all go and be like, I don't even want to lift anymore. I don't want to train anymore because I can't find enjoyment in this new style of training. Right. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Lift Strong Podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. Today we have a third time returning guest speaker and I'm so happy to introduce once again Shannon Montgomery. Hello. What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. This is, you know, we it's so crazy cuz we do live close. We, yeah. Well, close. I guess close enough. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. And this whole time I like we never came. I never thought like to come here and do an interview in person. Yeah. And you're like right here. I know. Well, so, it's funny because I feel like for us here in the Texas Houston area, uh-huh. we think we're close to one another, right. but like anywhere else in the country, people are like, that's so far. All right, like 45 minutes. 45 minutes far. and we're like, oh, we're both in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's not that far. <laughs> um, no, but it's, uh, and it's pretty cool over here. Like I said, I've never been over here before, so it's, uh, it's really cool. more often. I know. I feel like I never leave that area. So um, I live in like Woodland, Tomball Spring. Like okay. Yeah, Somewhere yeah. like in the middle, I guess they would say. Yeah, I grew up out there, so yeah, right, my mom right. still my well, my mom and dad um, still live over there. Still live out in the woodlands. My older sister, oh, I mean, dang. my whole family does. I don't want to talk. My older sister right. and her husband, everybody, <laughs> they live in the woodlands. Yeah, so I call, okay, I call I'm it probably the very woodlands. close to them. Then I'm probably very close yeah. to them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I'm right there. Huffman. Next time I'll come up to you because yeah, see, then I can go say say hi to the fam. And, and you can hit the hidden gym, yes, hidden gym that exactly. no one knows about. Exactly. But um, so obviously you've had okay, so. 
She's been on the show. This is her third time. So, so people know kind of who Shannon is right now. But for everyone who's like newer that doesn't know who you are, because this is your third time here and mm-hmm. you have a, a lot of stuff that's been changing in your life, especially now that we're here for the third time. Mm-hmm. But real quick, can you give like a, just a background story on just how you became who you are today? Okay. Mm, just a quick background just story. Just a quick one. <laughs> Fast forward. Okay. So in the last third, so I'm 33 years old. So in the last 33 years, um, <laughs> I pretty much... Was born and raised in Texas. I went to school in Florida, and Florida definitely impacted who I am today. Really? Uh, for sure. I lived there for like 11 years before I came back to Texas. Uh-huh. Anyway, so that's a whole other story. Um, okay. But, yeah. so as an adult, I guess in my current mm-hmm. life, as my as I am now, I'm a lawyer. Um, I'm into fitness. I compete in bodybuilding. I am a retired powerlifter. Thank you, back surgery. Um, and I, as a lawyer, I practice a solo practitioner. I Mm -hmm. work with fitness companies and brands, supplement companies. I do a lot of intellectual property work Mm -hmm. and contracts. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, just a 33 year old gal living in Houston. Lifting weights, (laughs) doing some cool stuff. Lifting and trying to stay healthy and just enjoy life. So cool. I think one of the biggest things that like, obviously aside from everything you talk about and everything that you do. Your uh, Instagram handle, how it says lifting lawyer. That was like the biggest thing. I was like, that is such so a nerdy. unique, so cool though. <laughs> so cool. No, I hate it, but it's too late to change it now. Yeah, and everybody fits. always feels that way. Everyone's like, no, it's great. Leave it. And you're like, no. But yeah, I mean, when I, so when I was in law school, mm-hmm. I graduated uh, undergrad in 2010. I went right into law school. Instagram wasn't really, in fact, right, I don't no. think Instagram existed until my second year of law school. Right. And what we would use it for would be to edit our photos and then put them like on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So no one really used it. And then I, for some reason, like fell into the bodybuilding rabbit hole mm-hmm. on Instagram. And so I was like, you know what? I'm into fitness. I want a fitness Instagram. So I made a private account uh-huh. and I called it Lifting Lawyer uh-huh. so that no one would find it because I was in law school and I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. All the other fitness accounts were like, you know, so-and-so Shannon fit. squats yeah. or, you know, just all these things like yeah. fit this, fit that. And I was like, how am I going to make lifting or my fitness stuff match <laughs> right. with my lawyer stuff? Right. So I've been trying from since day one to somehow meld my my lawyer side uh-huh. with my fitness side um and that was step one that was, was creating it. that instagram dude it's so cool i remember seeing it for the first time and i was like that's so unique because every time like you see other people you're like everyone's unique you know everyone has like different creativity mm-hmm. skills and and you're always saying that you're not creative I'm but that's not. such a creative name <laughs> i think it's so crazy well thank you i appreciate yeah. that but um but yeah okay so aside from all that stuff uh the last time that we talked for the second episode you were uh, at a point in time where you were having back pains already. Mm-hmm. And I remember before we went, uh, we started recording that episode, you were saying uh, just how bad your pain was. And just by sitting in the chair, you know, how much it was hurting you. Mm-hmm. And you probably had that for quite a while before we did that episode. So, and then now you've already gone through the surgery, you've gone through mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, so, how was that like entire process? Yeah. Well, so everyone asks, too, if I, um, if there was like an event that caused the injury. Right. And unfortunately, I don't think there was. I think it was just years and years of overuse. I was in a car accident in 2016, and that's when I was officially told, hey, because I have a couple other ones. I have herniations in my neck, mm. um, and then L4 is herniated. But the L5S1 is the one that gave me all the problems. Um, Are the other ones just not too severe yet? No, like, I guess not. I mean, okay. like slight herniation. I've had um, upper back spasms before where I've had right. to like get an Uber to a hospital to get a steroid shot so that I could actually Mm -hmm. breathe but that has only happened once and since that point I've been very careful I don't do a lot of overhead work Mm -hmm. Um, for powerlifting you don't need it for bodybuilding aside from like military press Mm -hmm. I don't you know Um, so that was never really an issue I think I just take care of my neck a lot better Mm -hmm. Um, but with the low back obviously I load my spine continuously 24 hours a day 7 days a week lifting way too much Um, but then last year I started a contest prep, which was the first prep I had done in four years. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think my body was basically like just done with my shit. Mm-hmm. And I do distinctly remember um, having to do good mornings. And those kind of had always bothered me, but I chose to do them anyway for whatever reason. P- partially because we were working out in our garage because of the shutdown mm-hmm. and everything. So I was limited on what I could do. Seems fucking lockdown. I know. I but I had a barbell. So right. I was like, okay, I can do good mornings. Mm-hmm. 
you know, whatever. Um, and then the next day I was just like, mm, something doesn't feel right. And it just got worse and worse and worse. I made it through the contest prep. Um, I only ended up doing one show cause that was all I couldn't handle. Mm. And then when we were connect, got connected. Yeah, Cause it was after that show, I believe it was the after the show. Time. Um, it started to rapidly decline. Uh-huh. And then I got to a point where kind of like I was telling you earlier, I couldn't stand or walk for longer than like 20 seconds at a Mm -hmm. time. So I was like literally laying on my stomach and you can, I mean, my friends, they would walk in, you know, to the house or whatever. And I'd just be laying on the couch on Mm -hmm. my stomach because I couldn't get the pressure. Right. I mean, my nerve was, the sciatic nerve was just being crushed. And I, it was, the pain is so hard to explain because it is, it varied throughout the day mm-hmm. and it, in sometimes it would feel like my leg was on fire. Sometimes it would feel like my leg was numb. Sometimes I would have no control of my legs. Sometimes it would just be like this constant pressure and like a stabbing. It was just, I literally, so many different types so of pain so many things. Enjoy. And I tried everything. I mean, I had done physical therapy. I had done chiropractic. Mm-hmm. I had done, um, facet blockers and shots okay oh man that one epidural i got i think he did something and after that it got even worse which i was like i've had epidurals before in my neck uh-huh. and they've they've helped okay so i was like okay this will probably the this is the ticket didn't help made it worse so finally maybe, maybe just because the disc was so here like hernia maybe, at that point already. yeah so finally i was able to get an mri see how big the herniation actually was and then I went through, it took me probably three surgeons to find somebody that could get me on their schedule mm. and all of that. Because this was going on. You got the surgery during like a high time in COVID or like a high um, peak time? It was September of last year. So they okay. were still, so the problem was they had, so the surgery was an elective surgery because. It I mean, was an elective surgery? It was close to not being elective uh-huh. um, just based on a lot of my symptoms. Like I started to get that foot drop. Um, oh, where you're dragging. And so they were like, okay, we're, you know, you're at the point where you need to get this done. And, but they were also backed up because nobody had been getting surgeries. Mm-hmm. And then all of That's those crazy. restrictions started getting lifted. So right. these surgeons started working again, but their schedules were just so full. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the surgeon that I ended up choosing who he works with like the Texans and, um, U of H and Rice, which is why I chose him. That's awesome because I wanted athletic, an right? ath- yes. So he knows an athlete brain. He All works right. with athletes. I chose him for that reason. He rescheduled me twice, and I the second time he rescheduled me, his office manager who was wonderful. I mean, they they were all very wonderful. Um, I just started bawling on the phone. I was like, I I cannot wait a single just too much long day longer. I can't. And they actually told me, they were like, well, he's, uh, he has a shift at the hospital if you want to check yourself into the hospital. And I was like, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, bye. Because otherwise oh, it was going to be a month and a half. Right. And oh I was my like, God. Imagine. I yeah. I was like, you, are you people kidding me? Right. I was like, and I remember like hanging up the phone and I just was, so I was in the car with my boyfriend and I was crying so hard and he was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm, we're, take me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He, he, his shift started on like two days after that phone call. And I was like, I don't care. We're going, I don't care if they refuse. I don't, I was like, this is an emergency. We're going. Yeah. And that's what I, I ended up doing because otherwise it would have been, who knows? I would have been like, okay, sure. Put me on a schedule in a month from now. And then they call me again and bump me. And I was like, I, no way. And that's, that's like at that point, if you wait 30 days, you never know how much that disc can just keep pushing. Towards. Exactly. I mean, and like I, I wasn't eating. I wasn't, I wasn't able to do any activity. Mm-hmm. Like I would go to the gym, of course. And sit like on something, you yeah. know, like yeah, I would sit on something out, and like right? do something with my arms. You're just like, no, I can't. I got dude. to a point at first where I could do, um, I pretty much had to be, I don't know why, but I pretty much had to be bent over, like hip hinged at all point, right. all times. Well, because then your, pel- your pelvis it goes sort of posteriorly, just, right? It kind of takes pressure off. Yeah, and it sort of would take that pressure off. So I would walk on the stairmaster, like Hunched bent over, over yeah. and then that became too much. And then I was doing the bike. And then even putting pressure on my leg to do the bike became too much. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'll go and do the arm thing. And I would sit there and do that arm thing. That's <laughs> ridiculous. But so doing these grip things. Yes. I was like, <laughs> I can't just not do some kind of exercise. Yeah. So I was literally the day that I made uh, Jake take me to the hospital. I was at the gym that morning, like sitting on a little thing. Trying. Mm-hmm. But that was it. I mean, I, 
I could, it was the, all I could do to keep my mind off of things. But mm. like I wasn't eating. I was having a really hard time working just because I couldn't focus on anything. Because um, you can, man. When clients would be like, we need to have this meeting. I would be like on the meeting and just all I could think about was my back. So I wouldn't even be listening. Mm. Um, but yeah, so thankfully I was able to do that, get that surgery. Uh, and it wasn't, it's a minor surgery. It's just a, they call it a microdisectomy. Mm. Um the surgeon, according to him, it takes like 20 minutes. They go in. My scar isn't even that big. It's like, eh, like dude, I've been with this pain for like months. Yes, and it takes, and it like takes 20 you 20 minutes. minutes. Just go in and they, I don't know, suck it out. Yeah. So after that, I mean, it was almost like immediate, immediate relief. Immediate relief. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just feel for you. It was like, I mean, of course, you feel like you got hit by a Mack truck just from surgery. Right, right, of course. But aside from that, literally like two days later, I was like, oh, I'm great. Like I'm even like, that pain from the surgery wasn't even close to Oh my God, nothing. Right. Everyone was like, okay, so after surgery, like it's pretty painful. And I did, I, I had a lawyer friend who had had the same surgery and she told me the same thing. Like, oh, the pain after so bad. And I was like. I, I would take this pain right now. all day long, yeah. every day. This is fantastic. I can stand up, right? You know, and I can stand here and just stand here all day long if I want to. It means you pushed it. Like it you was, really pushed it. Like uh, yeah, with so, pain you pushed it. Yeah, and I just I had no idea really how much pain I was in until I wasn't in it anymore, and right. I was like, wow. So I feel so. I don't know how people do it. I mean, I know there are people in this world, especially in our. I know. The statistics on back pain in this country are insane, and people just live with that chronic pain. I, I don't. I feel like my heart just plummets Fearless. when someone says they have an an injury that just yeah. has them in chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I will. I will be completely honest with you. If there was not a fix for it, or if there was something that you know it was something I couldn't fix right away, I probably would have turned to drugs or alcohol or something. something. I it's mean, too much because you literally just can't live inside your own head because mm-hmm. it hurts so bad. Well, everything that that whole that whole section there is your central nervous system, and yeah. that's what controls like your entire body. So I can totally understand how like you can't even your your brain's trying to focus on this thing that's happening to mm-hmm. the actual central portion. Yep. So yeah, like being able to just perform as a human being, I can see how it'd be so difficult. Yeah, and it's funny because I since I had done the contest prep, I was mm-hmm. real skinny. Um, and like low body fat trying to put on weight. I couldn't put on weight to save my life. Yes, I towards the end was having a trouble eating. But before that, when I was still able to eat, but I think because my body was trying so hard to right. just operate right. that it was like no matter how much food I took in, it's it was not going to gain weight. Right. Um, so that's another thing that I just hadn't thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, as your body is... An amazing magical machine, mm-hmm. but it can only take so much. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, and it was telling me like, "Hey, we are so done here. Um, Can't do it no more." Yeah. So, for I guess to clarify for everybody, what was it that was that was like the main? What happened? Like, what was wrong with? So the L five S one disc just herniated, like. And I forget what the surgeon said. He said it was one of the biggest herniations he'd ever seen. Right. And so it come the the juices of the disc, there you go. <laughs> which freaks me. That's fine. Me we'll out. simplify this. I'm right like, here. how is it a juice and it hurts yeah. this bad? But it's liquid. Yeah. And it comes out. And, well, because the nerve, like anything with the nerve. Yeah. Man, and it's anything. just ever so slightly. Well, this one was crushing. Um, but my sciatic nerve and then uh, you know other little nerves around mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. were just being like pressed on constantly um and they actually were damaged and i'm finally getting to a point where i don't have nerve pain anymore i still Mm. have back pain but not nerve pain Mm. which tells me the nerve is finally starting to heal Mm. um but they did say like you know those nerves they get um severed almost and they will regenerate but it takes a long time um so that's what was happening it was just like my spine here's the nerve pressing real hard and so i couldn't you know it just you lose the ability to walk. You right. lose. You lose all kinds of stuff, and like honestly, you lose control of like being able to go to the bathroom, and that's when it's like a real true emergency. Like you can't do. You just can't do the functions yep. that you, you need to do. You can get paralyzed because those discs are so. Low. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and it was um, for the discectomy part. They just go in and like take that liquid out. Take it out. Yeah. That's deflate it. it basically yeah <laughs> that's crazy and yeah. then suddenly you feel fine it's right. so weird but 
That's nuts. Yeah. The spine is like, that's something that's very scary. It is. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah. imagine, you know? It but is. When, so right now, okay, so what caused, why did you wait? Because I know pain was there already, maybe a very minor. And people yeah. people right now might be dealing with pain that's yeah. very similar to what you dealt with. But it's mm-hmm. so minor. Hey, I'll just take an ibuprofen or a Tylenol mm-hmm. or, or I'll just stretch. Or maybe it's because of my squat is right. wrong or maybe I'm butt waking too much or whatever <laughs> it is. So I'm just going to fix it. Yeah. So like what, why did you continue to go? Like what? So I will say my back has, I've thrown out my back probably three times to the point of, and I know so many people who've dealt with this where like you can't put your shoes on, you know, Yeah. you wake up the next day and you're like, everything's so tight. You can't bend. You can't move. You can't touch your toes, nothing. And it takes months, weeks, whatever to get back to normal. Mm -hmm. So that had happened to me numerous times and I would ignore it every single time because I would be able to go see a chiropractor, you know, do the physical therapy, whatever, stretch, cryo, you know, all the stuff, um, enough to get me back in the gym. Right. And then once I was back in the gym, the minor back pain, you know, as long as I can move, I'm, I'm fine with the minor pain. Right. Excedrin back and body and I were best friends, mm. you know, for years. And it was because I was an idiot. Like, that's <laughs> that's the truth. Like, I am the kind of person who likes to grind. I always have. Mm. And when it comes to the gym, my mindset was always that's part of the process. Yeah, right. You know, the harder you grind, the more you're going to see, you know, the more results or the more PRs you'll hit, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to powerlifting. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is supposed to suck. It's supposed to be hard. Mm -hmm. And that is true. It is supposed to be difficult if it's not challenging you, if you're not progressively overloading, you're not changing anything, but it's not supposed to murder you and have you go through, you know, seasons I mean, it would be literally every single year. And I would say, oh, yeah, at about this time of year, my back goes out. Oh, my god! And gosh, then I just clockwork. need a couple months yeah. to get back on my feet mm-hmm. and get back to doing things normal. And I'm good. That's not normal. Right. <laughs> you should not do that. No. Um, and I had plenty of, like, I would, plenty of doctors tell me it's because you put to, you know, you probably have herniated discs. Um, and after that car accident, we found out for sure you have herniated mm, discs. Mm. Unfortunately, the doctors I saw after that car accident, um, were very adamant about just never lifting again. And so I just, part of the problem was I didn't come into contact with the right people. I was like, well, right, the, right. the option isn't never lift again. Right. The option is change the way you lift mm-hmm. and here are the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no one ever, I never had that. Right. So it was stop lifting or me making a decision and just continuing doing what I did. Right. Um, and that, you know, I could have sought out better resources and Mm. things, but again, you know, years ago. So the last, I will say the last time I back went out was 2018. So I should have known better prior to that was 20 sometime in 2017. I was in in transition between jobs and stuff. And so again, I just kind of ignored it. Uh Um, the 2016 time was when I had the crappy doctors. Dang. So So, within like, Five, six years, mm-hmm. your back was just throwing out. It was of- just constantly going right. out. And I actually, 2018, it went out in April, and I competed at USAPL Nationals in October of that year. Dang. And I probably should not have done that. Right, because that whole time, obviously, you're cutting too, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're depleting yourself, and yep. you're pushing limits. Yeah, so I think, I mean, it's just, it was years of overuse and just not having the right information or the right support to know what I couldn't, what I should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also partially a hundred percent like fearful of yeah. changing the way right. I train right. and disconnecting from being that girl that is always lifting head, you know, cause everyone's always coming up, was always coming up to me in the gym being like, Oh my God, like how much is that on the bar? Like, what are you doing? They're like, and bro, I'm, count like, it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Give I'm me like, a second. Of course that like is, so you start to identify as that oh, I'm strong, person. Right? Yeah. I am a strong, especially like there was the whole movement of women are strong mm-hmm. and da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, I am strong. Like I want to be that girl. Mm-hmm. I want to show women that you get to be strong and you can, you can push weight in the gym. And you absolutely can, and you can be that woman, but you also have to be taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And I, I wasn't, right. you know? Right. Um, and I just had a really hard time, like, letting go of that. Mm. And so I think this was, you know, God's way of telling me, like, right. no choice. You're yeah. letting go of it this now. Is it. Right, right. So, so I think, and I like now that 
how, how so do you think your view on let's pain let's talk about just pain right do you think especially just with just your body right like a joint pain or maybe like a muscular pain or like now you can identify different types of pain now but do you think your mentality of pain has changed since you've been through this absolutely yeah i know i i mean i honestly think i used to think of pain as like a badge of honor mm-hmm. which is so that's stupid. so crazy it's you say so that because that's so true i never thought of it like that yeah i mean i feel like athletes in general and not that i'm like or was some big athlete i really wasn't i was a gymnast cheerleader like whatever. yeah but to yourself and your world you are training yeah, elite to you exactly so that is elite so and and i think part of that is just the culture you know we all think like oh look at me look at this injury look at that and but look how badass i still am because i'm still in the gym right. pain is pain is weakness or right. whatever <laughs> leaving the body whatever that stupid <laughs> whatever it is yeah <laughs> which i hate <laughs> but you know like that was the whole mentality like such a bro like meathead i always say i'm yeah. a meathead yeah such a meathead thing and way to think now i'm like okay what hurts what how do that? i how do i address it what right. can i do not in the oh this hurts i'm not going to the gym today because i'm still not that person mm-hmm. but oh, this hurts, so what am I doing in the gym today to make sure that I'm not aggravating this right. and to make sure that I'm making it better? Right. You know, it, I very much, I I still do get mad at people when they're like, oh, I'm sore, I can't go to the gym. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> Just do something slightly different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'll never be that person, uh-huh. but I'm definitely not the girl that's like, okay, I couldn't put my shoes on this morning, but I'm going to squat gonna, today right. anyway. Like, yeah, because that's no, smart. Huh? No, don't squat, you that's idiot. so crazy. Say, you know, I never I never thought of it like that, like a badge of honor. It is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I used to, okay, so in the army, I used to, we used to do like ruck marches, mm-hmm. and it'd be like for like 12 miles, called 20Ks, right? Mm-hmm. And I was... uh a paratrooper so I jump out of planes and after we landed we do like a bunch of stuff right but we're always carrying a bunch of equipment all the time so whenever I was in the military um, I was also kind of like mentally not in the best position in my life so I enjoyed pain because it Mm -hmm. kept me like focused and alive kind of so I I totally get what you're saying that's why it makes I just never thought of it like that but I think maybe that's why I found happiness in it but I would purposely go to the gym before like a ruck march or before like a PT day where I knew we were going to do something that you would, I guess a regular person would be like, hey, I need to make sure I'm okay for this. Mm-hmm. I would show up not okay and then push myself through that pain because then I felt like I'm bettering myself. Like mm-hmm. mentally, I feel like I'm breaking down like these walls where if I go through something in my life or if something happens in the military and I get hurt or whatever the case may be, I've been training with pain yeah so it wasn't like i was trying to like get stronger or get more aesthetic or whatever i was trying to solely find happiness in training and find happiness with myself but also train in painful situations where i can push through no matter Mm -hmm. what right and but i I would always think that i'd always think that i was better than somebody else because i can train like this i can do this in pain Mm -hmm. and like you you don't train dude like you just go to the barracks and you hang out and do your thing yeah and then you come here and then you're doing this and like i still beat you yeah but then i'm doing like harm to myself right you know and it became self-abuse right it does and it becomes and it's such an ego thing in oh absolutely and i feel like there's no reason no right no reason why you should be squatting when your back hurts you're like you're trying to impress silly exactly you're trying to impress yourself right because there's something missing or something that you're not like addressing Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. you know um and i i would say military probably individuals who are in the military are probably all very similar in the way we view or the way you guys, because you're, you're hardworking and you think like part of it is okay, but I want to work hard. You know, I want to prove that I can do this. Uh But at the end of the day, it's like, what, who are you proving this to? Right. right? Because you have your, uh, the other people that are in the military that aren't working like that. Right. They're just doing what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they might be you doing know, fine. Right. Just as good as me, maybe even. Right. You know? And they actually don't feel like crap, you know? Right. right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you probably feel like crap all the time in the military, but <laughs> military <laughs> aside, <laughs> you know? And like for me personally, like, I, I don't know if it's just the mentality and not that my dad like tried to make us into something, but I think watching my dad and the way he was and the way he treats himself and treated himself, right, right. you know, he was an athlete. He was a police officer. He was he was perpetually doing things that were unhealthy for his own, you know, 
like, I guess, praise and right. his own sake. Right. And so I saw that and I thought, okay, this is how you act. Um, and it's crazy to think that it took me, I was 32. So last year when I had the surgery, mm-hmm. to meet the, I mean, I've been lifting since I was 15. So it took me over 15 years and a back surgery to like <laughs> let go of right. all of that. Right. You know? And that's, I think that's, I think it's not cool, but I think it's necessary. Like your, your mentality or your mindset, you would have never probably figured out how to think this way or mm-hmm. the way you do now or how to cherish health and how to like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you never cherished health before, no. but you would push and without listening to the body. Right. right? Cause I remember today you were saying too, like now you focus so like hard on that mind to body connection, mm-hmm. really dialing into yourself. But um, one thing that you did say is, uh, and I was thinking about it right now whenever you said it, but with like what you're trying to deal with personally, mm. I think that's like huge when you think of it like on a subconscious level, because there's things that are about us, right? That we have no idea mm-hmm. that it's affecting us right. or or an ego or something that we're trying to like impress within ourselves. And you might think like, I'm not trying to impress myself, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. trying to just do good. Like it's right. what I'm supposed to do. Um, but in life or personally, if someone said something to you and you say, you know, well, it doesn't bug me, I'm okay. But like subconsciously it does bug you. You're trying to fight this. I think that can happen with multiple things in life. And that yeah. is what causes you to just push through boundaries and limits Mm -hmm. which is i guess okay you know you need to go through your own story and figure it out just like how you did um but i think if we really do dial into understanding ourselves Mm -hmm. more by going through these little scenarios Mm -hmm. um i'm not saying everyone go out there and get back surgery but please don't unless you need it if you need back surgery get it it, right (laughs) but other than that like i feel like it's um you know because i'm pretty sure if i was in your shoes and because I'm going through an injury right now, but like not too severe. But if I didn't have caught it, then I wouldn't have been. It would have been worse. Right. Mm-hmm. But and I'll tell you about it right now. But by you going through your situation, like it just makes you grow into the person that you're becoming that you can, you know, I guess just be fully an understanding of yourself mm-hmm. and your body. Yeah, It's really funny or it's interesting, I guess, to me that it took an injury like this because I've had plenty of injuries in my life. Right, I right. mean, we all have. And that's a problem too. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, it's just, it's just another, another injury. injury. Yeah. But this is the one that, I mean, I, like I told you, like I couldn't stand, like I couldn't walk my dog anymore. I didn't want to make food because I didn't want to be standing to eat. Right. It took that level of an injury for me to really assess like, why am I this way? Mm-hmm. What is it about, you know, And I'm going to be honest, which I told you this earlier, I was so scared that after the surgery that I would, I was kind of twofold, really. I was scared that I would go back to being the person that I was, the ego, Mm -hmm. the letting that run, Mm -hmm. you know, control how I train and everything. But then I was also scared that I was going to just let it all go and be like, I don't even want to lift anymore. I don't want to train anymore. Because I can't find enjoyment in see, this yeah. new style of training. Right, right. Because I can't power lift anymore. I was really scared that mm-hmm. that was going to impact me. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, it didn't matter. Yes. Yeah, because I love to be in the gym. And I should have known, right? See, I can see, you lose track of that, right? Yes, and you do. It brings it back to, exactly. Right. You lose track of like the initial why. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, you idiot. You just love working out. It's just you're just going to work out a different way, you know? And, like, now it's different. I do work out totally different. I don't train heavy. I can't. I maybe will hopefully build up my strength a little bit once I'm out of this new contest prep that I'm in. Um, But I'll never power lift again. And I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. But finding new ways to train, learning PT, like, actually learning to take care of myself mm-hmm. has been a whole new challenge and a new adventure right. that I didn't think I would enjoy mm-hmm. or even need. And here I am and I'm just like, you know what? You're Every day it. I'm loving this. Right. Like, because at the end of the day, it's really just about training and however that looks, it's fine. Right. It's not about the three fifteen on the bar mm-hmm. that every now and then like a time hop will come up and it'll be like me doing hitting three Oh five for yeah. two or something on uh-huh. a squat. And I'll be like, <laughs> I miss it, but it, that's all it is. It's a memory. It is right. a thing that I did once, and that and was you great. Had, you did accomplish it. 
Yeah, like, exactly. That was you. That was me. I did that, but I am not that anymore, mm. and that's totally fine. You right. know, doesn't mean that you're weaker. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean anything less of who you are. Exactly. You know? But it's such a weird, like, it's a very weird thing to go through mentally, and also I think. I had a hard time even knowing that I was going through that, you know, mm, like self-reflecting mm. and yeah. realizing all those things. Um, because, you know, I've had like a, I had a pretty, everybody had a really tough year last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then getting the surgery and going through all of those things. And I was just like, like what the hell dude? Yeah. Like pro- I think it was probably like February and I sat back and when I was finally getting back to the gym, I mm. had been cleared, you know, going back to training and everything. And I was just like, like brand new again. Yeah. I like, was like, wow, I actually just went through quite a bit right and here i am and here's like kind of the new the new version mm-hmm. you know yeah um but yeah it's interesting i mean you know the human psyche is it's crazy a crazy place absolutely man no it is 100 percent uh with see one thing if i was in your shoes as well i think another way i would have thought was like and i know training is not like a person right it's not a thing mm-hmm. but whenever you have been doing it for so long right because i started training when i was 13 and it started with like hanging out with my buddies and stuff. And like I never, I never liked being home because home was not like a, a great place for me to be. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to be other places. Yeah. And in the gym is where I found like my happiness and where I wanted to be all the time. And then, um, so I not, I put like a face to training, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, right? Like it's something that is like yeah. has to be, like has to be a part of my life. Yeah. Or else like I'll start. And if I, if I'm doing something and like my training hasn't been, cause I'm doing like a lot of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I don't train like I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. I'll start having like, like mood swings, I guess yeah. you could say, right? I can see that. And then, and then I could, then I can like, but then now after years of this happening, I could see like, and figure out that it's because my, my train. And then, mm-hmm. then whenever I isolate a day to train and focus on myself, I feel better. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it is too much of an uh, like obsession or addiction, right? But mm-hmm. if I was in your shoes, I would have felt like, you know, training's supposed to be here for me. You know, it's supposed to be something that's supposed to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And, and like this injury or this doctor or whatever is telling me that training is what caused this to mm-hmm. me, you know? And so I would feel like betrayed yeah. kind of by training. And then so my problem would be like I would, I would try to fight not to quit mm-hmm. because I would feel like I would want to quit. Because then it's like, well, what is this going to do for me? Right. And I feel like a lot of people that go through injuries, they, you know, mm-hmm. they go through that type of mentality. Because mm-hmm. quitting is easy. Yeah. Especially whenever you feel like it's been taken from you. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely, the betrayed is a good word for sure. Because mm-hmm. initially I was like, I remember a conversation, a conversation I had with myself right. um, in the car. And those are important to and, go through. Yeah. Seriously. And I remember just thinking, and I was like, very, I was crying because of the pain and everything. And like, I, w- I actually had to stop driving um, like a month after. Because it's your right leg, right? Because, yep, I couldn't oh press God. the freaking gas pedal. So I was still driving at this point, but I was in pain. And I just remember like being like, why? Like, I hope it's okay. I cuss, but like, yeah. what, what the fuck? Right. Like I have devoted my life yeah. to you. It's training. To make me better. I have devoted every ounce of, I mean, like my business is set up the way it is because I want to be able to train. Right. I chose to go to certain classes and do certain things in school because mm-hmm. of training. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I gave you everything. Mm-hmm. And then you are doing this to me Mm -hmm. and I was really mad and I didn't understand and I felt totally betrayed. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not the train. It wasn't the training. It was like, I've always been here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just here. It was me and my inability to see how I was using the training and what I was doing, Uh you know? And so that like, once I figured that part out, that's when I realized, okay, training and I can be friends again. Yeah. You know, we can, Friends. this will be fine. You know, that's funny you say that. I was thinking right now, you know how like in the movies you see like two kids, right? Like two boys, right? And they're growing up or whatever. I don't even know what's a good movie to relate it to. Mm. But like, and then they, they're growing up and then one boy, a friend stays the same. And mm-hmm. the other boy's like becoming a football athlete and this and they're changing, right? Yeah. But they still have always been like friends, but they're going apart. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the kind of relationship we go through with training. Yeah. Training is always weights. It's always iron. Yeah. It's always dumbbells, barbells, always the same stuff, you yeah. know? And it's us. Yeah, we're, we're that's the such ones. A good way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, we're the ones that change through training. Either mm-hmm. we build an ego, or we mm-hmm. get too prideful, or we lose focus on, you know, 
I try to always like go back to the first day I started training mm-hmm. because the first day I started training was like the gym was like a like a playground. Mm-hmm. There's like a new environment, you know, and like yeah. these people are like we're all getting better and it's fun and just just being happy with the pump and just yeah. being happy with like feeling like you're doing something, yes. you know, and just like simplifying training. Mm-hmm. But now you're becoming older and you're going through different like uh, com- competitions and stuff, mm-hmm. so like it becomes more serious. And now yep. training is more of like. I have to do it's it. A job, I, it's yeah. a yeah. And you know, I just have to. Like, I have to. And then you start to lose focus on like, it's fun, mm-hmm. and it still might be fun, but it's like it's not it's as fun as it was whenever you're 15. Yeah, it's not the same kind of fun. I mean, obviously, we love like if you're a powerlifter, if you're a bodybuilder, like you love the competition part of it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it, right? Um, but yeah, like that first gym that my dad took me to, I remember. The gym owner, um, he was a guy from Louisiana. It was a tiny little gym out in Magnolia. He had a pit bull and I walked (laughs) into that gym and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a dog here. Uh I'm going to love this, you know? Uh And my dad was like, all right, we're going to warm up. Let's walk on the treadmill. (laughs) And then he brings me to teach me how to squat and do all these things. And I was like, all right, I can, Uh I can do this, you know? And it's a bunch of old men walking around uh-huh. and they're they've probably full circle full circled right they've been where we were the day we started they've had right. the injury they've had the ego go and through now, something else again and then yeah now they're still. back in the gym and they're just loving it you right. know they're just there because it's good for you mm-hmm. because they can and i like i remember there was a point when i kind of envied because my dad again probably where I get all of my negative habits from um he has a very bad back that he has refused to address all these years um, you know, cause he can just get by. He, and he will talk to me all the time about training. He's like, well, I hope you're not, especially after my surgery. He's like, I hope you're not squatting anymore. I hope you're not doing this. And he doesn't do a lot of those things anymore. You okay, know? Okay. He, he'll leg press. Right. He says he can do walking lunges, okay. but he has to do dumbbell lunges, you know? So he's like, you know, I can't do any of that stuff anymore. And you're going to not be able to either. And I used to just be like, no, I will never. That's just so stupid. But he's not wrong, you know? Like, right, if right. I can't squat if because my back's bothering me, I'm not going to squat. I will do the walking lunges mm-hmm. holding a dumbbell. Right. I will do the leg press and enjoy absolutely. it. Absolutely. And absolutely. it's fine, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so he, he was right, you know, as dads <laughs> usually are. Right. Um, but I just was ignoring him for all these years, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it makes sense because he's probably done, he went through the whole same thing. I mean, he was a competitive right. powerlifter. He was a cop. Cops are as, their egos are as big as they can possibly be. Powerlifting is hard on the body. He did all of it, you know, and now he's just the old guy in the gym that just shows up because right. he loves to be in a gym. Right. And it's back to where I first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has to go through all those things, you know? No, yeah. absolutely. And I also, also too, you know, it's like, because I look at those people too. Like, so whenever I first started training, Larry and Chris, these two dudes, man, I'll never mm-hmm. forget them ever. Larry and Chris. Larry was a guy, he had no ring finger <laughs> because he dropped a dumbbell Ooh, and smashed it like Larry. a grape. Like Oof. completely, right? So now he's got like no no ring finger. <laughs> but um, these two guys uh, never complained about body pains or nothing like that, right? And they were the ones that taught me what training was. Because I first started going to the gym for like two, three hours a day. And mm-hmm. just, you know, going doing curls because I thought doing a thousand curls would make my biceps <laughs> bigger and stuff like that. Yeah. So just doing like high school stuff that I had no idea what I was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would always like pregame with tons of Taco Bell dude like <laughs> so much Taco Bell I'm pretty sure my friends listen to this podcast and like dude I remember eating so much Taco what, Bell what did you get specifically okay so alright so whenever Taco Bell in 2009-10 um, they had this and they might still have it now but it's like a little game mm-hmm. and you drop a quarter or a nickel or something I think you had to drop a quarter and you drop a quarter and this it's water and it has like these little spinners and you have to make it on one. I think I remember that. You know what I'm talking about? And you yeah. make it on one, you get a free taco or you get a free burrito. But yeah. I had, I always hit one that I get a free burrito all the time. Nice. Well, 25 cents. And that's how I would get my Taco Bell. <laughs> and I became so good at it that the girl that was there, she would just give me food anyways. Yeah. Right? Like I never like had like too much money, but that's what I would that's do so cool. all the time. And so it was always like chicken burritos and it was always soft tacos and I would eat that, like get full and then yeah. go to the gym. How'd you not puke? Cause I feel like, you know, what's funny is that I can train now on a full stomach and be fine. Really? If it's just like training you. with weights. Yeah. If we're doing like Running sprints, dude, no, yeah. no, no way I can't. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's what it was all about. And that's what I was doing in the gym and I was there for hours at a time. Um, 
and that's so funny going back to being it's crazy when you think back like that yeah i think it's larry so cool. yeah chris and larry dude but yeah they're the ones that taught me like um what training was and i learned a lot from them but larry he was the oldest one i think he was like in his 40s or late 40s or maybe even early 50s at that time but he had no other injuries besides that finger right <laughs> and one thing about both of them is that they were on a strict program they were always focusing on themselves mm-hmm. and they were always trying to just stay healthy it was yeah. never like i want to lift 120 pound dumbbells right and they could just do it because they've been doing it for so long but they really focused on like taking care of themselves and focusing on their joints and you know not being too prideful or too ego high to where they are pushing themselves too much mm-hmm. and they're getting injured or whatever so i think like having that i guess like them mentoring me in the gym and you know kind of teaching me how to do this because mm-hmm. i would jump i jumped in the program fully and it was like hey let's work out together and i, I did it. for like 12 weeks or even longer and um and then larry moved oh. Sucker, yeah. broke my heart. but then um i know i should I, chris i talked to larry i haven't talked to in a long time that'd be cool to find him but he's like a grandpa grandpa now he's probably still <laughs> huge he's huge but uh yeah they, they both would really focus on like their body and just dial into everything but they they were strong and they didn't they didn't always they pushed the limits but mm. they didn't like push the their limit that right. they know of and mm. and i think that was like huge for me to look at and watch whenever i was that young because i was 13 14 training with them mm-hmm. and um i think that kind of like embedded in my head like because i've always been not nervous but like if i'm gonna hit a pr like I'm thinking to myself of all the bad things that could happen. Yeah. And then I'm always trying to like focus on what I'm doing right. Cause I need to do it right. You know? And, but injury is always in the back of my head all the time. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure like you, what you've been through whenever you, well from in my side, I guess whenever I get sick or something like a stomach bug or whatever, and it goes away, I'm like back to being healthy again mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, I, I'm so happy I'm healthy again because mm-hmm. that shit sucked. Yeah. Like having that stomach bug or hangover or whatever it right? is sucked, right? Yes. So then you like, you are happy and you cherish your health more mm-hmm. oh, because yeah. being in that pain was obviously like horrendous, mm-hmm. you know, something that was like unbearable. Mm-hmm. And now that you are here and you're, you're able to sit down and conversate yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, and you feel good. <laughs> Dude, you, is that <laughs> crack? Is there a crack on the screen? I'm probably wondering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the second time she dropped it. Whoops. But uh, but yeah, so like I think always focusing on your health and always focusing on that. Just let training be fun, you know, mm-hmm. like it was, yeah. like it always is. But yeah, having that mind to body connection is huge. Yeah, and I think um, the results that you're looking for will come without you micromanaging the way you train. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you have to put an effort. You have to have a plan. You have to follow science if you want to reach a certain goal like if you have an aesthetic goal or or a strength goal there is scientific evidence to show us how we get there Mm -hmm. um but letting go a little bit of like how you think you're gonna do accomplish Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. is really important and i am very very grateful like i obviously don't ever want to be in that pain ever again um and i tear up when people tell me because I posted the, a video on TikTok right, about right. it and I had a couple of people message me and then a girl tell me that she's like currently in the same and I literally will cry for them because because you know because it's just so bad um but I am extremely grateful because it has shown me I always always appreciated my health you know that's like I always thank God at night for being a healthy individual who has all four limbs yeah. and can breathe right, you know right right but I didn't appre- I didn't appreciate it the way I needed to. Or just you know? even just being able to walk, right? Or even yeah, sit. Sit. Like, oh my God, not right. lay on my stomach for hours at all dark hours. days at a time. Yeah. yeah. That must have been insane. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Weird times. Um That's crazy. But yeah, I like I, I guess the I guess the proper way to say it is I thought I appreciated it. Right, right. Know? Until you go through something like this, right? Right. Yeah, because I feel like even though we still appreciate things like 
yes, you might be appreciating things, but like, do you really dive into the appreciation of like yeah. the simple, small stuff that we might take advantage of? You yeah. know, because you right. can't even drive at the end of the day. I know. So, I mean, That's I crazy. don't necessarily mind because I hate driving, especially around here. Right, People right. People are crazy. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of fun. I'd be, I'd be like, Jake, I have to go to the store. Can you take me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. Like that was that does get a little bit annoying. Um. But yeah. So. I, yeah, I mean, I lost. Com- I was unable to do basically anything. Right, it right. Was, it's it's Just funny it that it took that much for me to like really sit down with myself and think things through and recognize where I was going wrong and where I needed to improve, um, and what true appreciation for something is. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I'm, I've always been very stubborn and very hard headed. So, so how to just break way, those shells? How yeah. to break through it all? But please learn from me and don't um, try. You know, don't be that stubborn. Right. <laughs> like really. Just get yeah, get yeah. it fixed get, for sure. Yep, get fixed. Take care of yourself um, because even if you think you can make it through, even if you think you can power through, and you think you appreciate your health and you think you're prioritizing your health, you might not be. Mm-hmm. You really might not mm-hmm. be. Right. Um, so you really need to sit and think about it open your mind up a little bit yep. so it's cool that you're saying to like to push right so you got the surgery and you have competed again already yeah. and and you're going to compete again <laughs> yes so okay so how is that now obviously being after post-operation yeah. um okay so i competed last year and was done in june and then I got the surgery in September. So right. June to September, I was basically useless. And then <laughs> September, I got cleared in January. Uh-huh. So I had to take all that time off. Um, October, November, December, for sure. And then cleared to be 100% okay. in January. Okay. And I started working with a physical therapist. And I just, because of where I'm at in life, as far as how old I am, what goals I have like personal goals I have over the next couple of years mm. this was really my last year I keep feeling like it's my last year it's not um I will definitely compete again but it's good, going to good. be a while good yeah um so I was like you know what? I I don't care that I was out of the gym I don't care that I had this surgery uh I want to compete this year and let's just see what happens okay so I started my contest prep in March after having eight weeks you know of being back in the gym and lifting mm obviously like lifting very differently. Um, and so that's really been the, I mean, it's been totally different. The prep has been really hard. I think part of it is because my body is like, you're doing this to us again, bitch. Like we just got through, we just went through this whole ordeal with you. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. And I, so yes, I have been very, very careful. Um, I don't really squat. I don't really deadlift. Um, if I'm feeling good, I will, but I've changed the way I train. You know, I'm doing more just strictly bodybuilding type stuff. And, you know, bodybuilders are known for the higher rep, the slower rep, the more focused. Yeah. I know there are, there's a whole camp of people out there that are like, oh, you have to go to failure. And like, I'm not going to failure on leg extensions, bro. Sorry. Like, I don't (laughs) care that much, you know? So I'm doing a lot of, um, my surgeon was like anything front, front loaded is fine. So I do kettlebell front squats. So you squats could do or, a barbell loaded front Yeah, squat. I can do barbell. I hate front barbell front squats. Um, so I don't like to do those, oh but like landmine squats, yeah. stuff like that. RDLs, just okay. keeping things very controlled, slow. Right. I worked really hard on the core strength. Yes. And then every morning when I get in the gym, I'm spending, you know, not a ton of time, but I'm spending at least 10 minutes warming up, warming up my core, warming up my glutes, getting everything activated. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't do that before. It'd be like, okay, touch my toes, stretch my hips. All right, I'm good to go. That's good. Um, but now oh I'm really going through all of the things that I was taught in physical therapy. Right. Um, and I had a great physical therapist here in Houston. Um, I forget her name. I think it was Jessica at Select Physical Therapy. Uh-huh. But she's a CrossFitter, um, and so her Great, so whole good. thing yeah. was getting people back to under the barbell, right. and she was amazing. She really, really helped me and gave me like a great program. Um, so That's I was good. confident that I could start a prep, and I was in a good mental space, right. um, and that I would handle it like a um, adult. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, because right? like a mature adult, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna approach this contest route. Like I have a goal. I want. I want to turn pro. Um, you know, this was my shot. So I was like, in order to turn pro, I have to be healthy. Like actually healthy. I have to be able to get on stage. Yeah. So we have to train 
with that in mind, right. you know, and I actually did it and I'm very proud of myself. Um, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> I have literally 11 days or 12 days left until okay. this next show. There you go. Um, and so far, you know, I've had my, I've had my moments where my back has bugged me. Uh, um, and I, the next day I literally, the first time I was like, okay, I'm gonna do upper body today. I'm not even training legs. It was supposed to be a leg day, but I didn't right. do it. I just moved it. Cause what big deal? Yeah. Move, move it a couple days later. Right. It's no big deal at all. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I've just, I've definitely approached this totally differently than any good. other That's contest good. prep. That's real good. So, so right now. There might be a lot of people, like you already know, people have messaged you because of the video you put up that are dealing with this right now, this current pain. And I feel like a lot of people go through, back pain is like so common, so many different areas. Mm -hmm. Neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, any joint pain I feel Mm -hmm. like people are just going through, right? So if someone right now is going through something that that is related to you, like they they know how you feel and you've explained it and they're like, hey, I think that's what I have. Like Mm -hmm. I've been told that's what I have. And they're scared of getting the surgery or whatnot. What's some like words of advice or like encouragement you could give someone like through your experiences mm-hmm. on, you know, t- asking yourself like, cause I know at that point in time you were so in pain, like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Right. But if you could backtrack three months, four months from then mm-hmm. to where the pain was very like minor, maybe still kind of severe, but not to the point to where you couldn't drive. Right. Then in that point in time, someone could be in there right now. Yeah. So what, how would you kind of give them words to like you know maybe you should think about doing this yeah so if you are in the part of the pain that uh hasn't stopped you from being mobile and you're still trying to push things in the gym and you're still trying to do things that you would normally do um but you feel that pain and you know that you have a herniation please don't don't push it um Mm. Don't make it, don't make it worse. Do the, do the smart thing and take care of it now. Um, don't be scared to take care of it. Don't be scared of whatever it is. If you do find a doctor that's like, oh, don't ever train again. Find a different doctor. (laughs) Um, but find a doctor that works with athletes. Find somebody who understands what your goal is. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to be pain free and you want to still be able to train. Also understand that that training might look differently Um, but don't be scared of that because that is a whole new challenge. And I think that's partially been fun for me. Um, is just a, just a different challenge. You know, if you're someone who really likes to train, you're still going to love it. You know, it doesn't matter. You're still going to love it. It's going to look different. Um, but you're still going to love it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know powerlifters who've had back surgeries and gone back to powerlifting and have been successful and been Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. So, Again, you don't have to be scared, you know? Right. Um, and if someone said, hey, we can get you... I know there's a couple different surgeries. Um, fusions, I would be weary of. Microdisectomy or a... They call it like a space... They put like a spacer uh-huh. in your spine. You have to make to, more space for it to... So that the... Yep, so that the thing doesn't... You know, it doesn't do its slug. thing. Um, I wasn't a candidate because the herniation was too big. Okay. Um, but I guess if you have like a mild herniation, uh-huh. they can do the spacer thing. Um, and both surgeries are like outpatient, quick, all of that stuff. Okay. okay. And the rehab and the, re- the recovery, like it, it's fast. It really is. You know, it says they say 12, minutes. they say, 20. you know, they say the, uh, your, your off period is 12 weeks. And it's like, that seems so long. Yeah, I was deathly afraid of 12 weeks. Right. I was like 12 it's a quarter weeks. of the I year. I was like, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to lose all my, you won't lose all your muscle just so you know. Right. <laughs> In fact, I was thinking I would lose way more muscle than I actually did. And I kind of had convinced myself that I needed to lose muscle for bikini. Uh-huh. Cause I used to be figure girl. So I've right. always been a little more muscular than I need to be for right. bikini. I was like, okay, well maybe I'll lose some. I, d- I didn't actually lose anything other than calf muscle but that isn't from the surgery that's from not being able to use my leg for three months prior to um do you think that's that's genetics or do you think it's because you were actually focused on your your food i think i mean obviously partially genetics Mm. um but i think a lot of it was yeah i was making sure i got in my protein i was making sure that you can walk so after the surgery you can walk as much as you want and i was like well hot damn i haven't been able to walk so yes yeah so like i would literally they're like okay don't go crazy the first like week okay (laughs) so the first like day three i was like 
I did a 30 minute walk on my treadmill. Oh, I see. <laughs> I well. like, yeah. And then I got up to the point where I was walking an hour a day mm. and that was my exercise. And I looked forward to that just as much as I look forward to waking up and going to the gym. Right. You know, it see, just became my new, my new thing. You know, I'd right. get on the treadmill, I'd watch a YouTube, I'd watch YouTube, I'd do my thing. And like, <laughs> it was just a challenge. I'd be like, can I go for an hour and five minutes today? Uh-huh. Let's see. Um, but I did all of that and I think, you know, it helped with the muscle retention and I, it's so silly to be so scared of losing muscle, Mm -hmm. but it was also like, I've spent 16 years trying to build this muscle and it's just going to disappear. Right. It doesn't, you Mm -hmm. don't have to be scared. So like put that out of your mind. Like if you are contemplating not getting the surgery or putting it off because of Mm -hmm. that, do not be scared. Um, and then I would say once I got back into the gym, it was almost like, a little bit of newbie gains again. Yeah. You know, cause right. like you've been out. All right. And so what I was like, I'm going to focus on glute training and glute training only. <laughs> and I mean, my, my glutes aren't crazy, but they're bigger than they were last year when I was on See? stage. Boom. So you get a little bit of a, a little bump, you uh-huh. know, and there's no other time in life where you're going to get that other uh-huh. than the day you start working out. And then when you have to take a long <laughs> period off, you know, so it can be right. a good thing. Yes. Um, and then I would say if you are nervous, Get the surgery, obviously, because it will make you feel so much better. And then set a goal for yourself for those 12 weeks. There you, you know, go. set set a personal goal that has nothing to do with fitness. Um, and that's what I did. You know, I was like, I want to do a little bit more Bible study and I want there to be more present in my business. Perfect. See and you. I was able to focus on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, the time's going to go by anyway. So do I want to be in pain or do I not? Exactly. Exactly. So. That's great. I love that you said that. And and also too, if you haven't walked with a purpose for an hour, it's actually really difficult. It is it's yeah. hard. It is like to just move with purpose and just walk. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Yeah. And I would even like do a little incline after like probably three weeks. I was like, okay, I'm gonna yeah, do a little see? incline. Oh my god, even that. So then I would do the little incline. I'm like, all right, you know, it's a challenge. <laughs> it is, it and is. it's just it it becomes like a whole new thing that obviously maybe is like. Oh, you shouldn't be obsessing over. And I wasn't like obsessed with it, but Uh it was just nice to to know. It was nice to see. I'm not training, but this walking thing is hard and Uh it's kind of fun. Uh And this is what I have for 12 weeks. I'm just happy I can walk. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. That's good, man. That's awesome. You shared some great insights. I hope so. On this, on what you've been going through and what you had to have gone through, you know, and then still compete. And then just you're every time. I talk to you. It's always a great talk. You know, I, I yeah. enjoy like listening to you. I enjoy the way you describe things and, you know, pain as an honor badge. I never thought about it. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, for everyone listening right now, if they want to reach out to you, ask you a question or, you know, just or maybe even just tag you in their story after they listen to this episode, where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, I spend most of my time on Instagram. So mm-hmm. lifting lawyer, I did create a TikTok, and it's the same thing. Lifting lawyer. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I like was on TikTok a little too much. So I was like, I need to stop doing Dude, this. Sometimes you could just keep <laughs> yes. going. These guys are funny. <laughs> so I don't get on there as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm the, you can find me there. My email and stuff is attached to my Instagram. Right, right. Um, but I will answer DMs. Sometimes I don't see them for a while, but I will answer everything that I you know, within, I would say probably three or four days. Yeah. Um, if it's in like one of the, if it's in the request side, you know, I don't oh, know why yeah. Instagram hides it from you. I know. Um, cause sometimes I just don't realize. Right. And like, but, oh, people want some questions. Yeah. But if you are somebody who is potentially getting this surgery and you have questions, like, please let me know because right. there was not, there isn't a lot out there for athletes who've had the surgery, like how to handle it. Um, or just anybody in general, you know, mm-hmm. um, so happy to share my insight and encourage you, um, and be proud of you because it is a big decision. It is. Um, it's your back. Mm-hmm. That's major. Yeah. But it's a decision that you will be very happy you made if you do it. Yeah. And it's you against you just like in the gym, man. Yeah. You know, it's always you against you. Yeah. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. It's Forget awesome. everybody else. Just, just <laughs> we focus don't matter. on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Focus. That's so true though. I mean, it that's is. Part of the problem is we're all too worried about what everybody else thinks. Uh huh. Exactly. But. No, that's good though. I'm glad that you. Not obviously not glad, but you went through this experience for a reason. Yeah. And you're here to help people if they have any questions and you're here to, 
you know, explain it. If someone else is going through the same thing, make them feel more comfortable. You know, if mm-hmm. someone, if I'm going to go through something that you just went through, like you'd make me feel better. Good. If if you told me like, this is what you're going to expect. Yeah. Basically, I'm not a doctor, but this is what I, I went yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So that makes people feel good. It's like a hug, you know? Yeah. Yes. And I didn't, I couldn't find that. I had a really hard time. So I definitely want to be here for people because good. it was, it was scary. You yeah, know? absolutely. No, and that's, and that's, I'm, well, I'm glad everything went good, honestly. Yeah. So that's great. Um, so Shannon's been on here three times, so this is her third time. So. <laughs> I should just become your get your co-host. <laughs> she can just be here forever now. Yeah. But um, okay, so we're gonna put her other two episodes here. I think you were, dude, you were like the first ten. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was pretty first, early on. Yeah, very right? early, and then you came on like I think in the sixties. Because we've yeah. had almost a hundred, yeah, you speakers. were killing it. I'm like, yeah, you're get. I mean, just I've honored to that you even care to talk to oh, me. That the people, like that I said, you that handle, to, I was like, <laughs> gotta have her. The guests you have are like such high caliber. I'm yeah, like bringing it down over here. <laughs> no <but. laughs> hell no. You got an amazing story, great experience, well, and you. you have great knowledge and just great mindset. That's why I've always liked, and that's thank a big you. thing. You know, something that you don't see a lot of passionate mental like strong people that can make good decisions as an adult <laughs> now. You <know>? yeah <laughs> we but, make better decisions now <laughs> uh so yeah we'll put her other episodes in the show notes down below um we'll also put all her links and everything like that to her instagram um down there in the show notes as well always check the show notes ladies and gentlemen there are so much so good helpful. stuff yeah there's so much great stuff there not only do we break down the episodes like as if you're going to get a book and read the back of it it's the same thing with a show note but you're always going to see amazing stuff there that you can take advantage of as in reaching out to shannon asking her a question mm-hmm. right then and there you can even email her and put in the subject line i heard your podcast episode yes. and then that helps her figure out like where you're coming from yeah because she's obviously busy too so she's has a lot of people reaching out to her and stuff like that too but if you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode or you just are happy with what Shannon explained and maybe you're going through a problem right now with the same thing she went through and she actually made you feel better. Like I said, she kind of gave you like a hug through this podcast episode. Um, all we ask is you simply share this to other people, you know, give it to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, cousin, someone, someone that is maybe too stubborn to get the surgery and you know they're going through the, the same problem. Like send this episode out to more people. The more stubborn. people, the better. The yeah. stubborn part. <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do it over here. I am your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Shannon, and we're so happy to all have you here tuning in always. But get out there, train hard, and live strong. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.